0: So, I thought that I would reread the Percy Jackson and the Harry Potter books again. So, I have read the Percy Jackson series more times than I can count, and I read the Harry Potter series for the first time last year, and I thought before I go to college, before I go into adulthood, let's reread them again because this is like the last time that i will be at least their age most of the time throughout the series they are younger than me which is crazy to think about um because they started off being older than me when i first watched them or when i first read them anyway anyway um oh just hit my arm um so yeah because in the last harry potter book they're 17 i'm 17 and in the last percy jackson book which i actually won't be reading but in the last percy jackson book percy is starting college and i am starting college oh my god okay um okay so i'm hoping to buy my own copies because i've never had like the full set of the percy jackson books and i've never had the harry potter books So I'm going to be thrifting them. Um, So today I went to quite a few thrift stores. I went to Salvation Army, Family Promise, um, Goodwill, and then what is it? Um, Habitat for... No, I went to the one downtown. I can't remember. And then I also went to Ollie's and got a puzzle. Anyway, oh and I also went to the library. Anyway, I actually didn't find any books at any of the thrift stores. I only found... The first Percy Jackson book at the library, you know, where they sell them in the little you know what I'm talking about. And then um I rented out um the first three Harry Potter books. So I was thinking, which it was kind of disappointing because I've always seen the Percy Jackson and Harry Potter books in, in those thrift stores, but they didn't have them today. Anyway, I'll be going to um the Habitat Restore tomorrow and then Mr. K's last. But I prefer not to get them at Mr. K's because um, I'm looking for the specific edition of the Percy Jackson books. I'm looking for, like, the old editions. Um, The new editions are pretty, but the old editions are what I originally read them on. And for, like, nostalgia's sake, I would prefer them. So, um, I might just have to get them online. Okay, so, yes, the the Harry Potter books. I think I'm going to start the first one tonight, and um, I'm giving myself until August 18th, because August 18th is move-in day for Agnes Scott, and I want to be finished with them by then, so what is it, what's the date, like, it's June, no, it's July 8th, let me see, it is July 7th, okay, that is over a month for now, I think, oh, I can do that, because I can finish the Percy Jackson books, like, one a day sometimes two a day if I'm really reading a lot so I'm sure I can do it yeah um so like I said I already did a whole podcast on the Harry Potter books and I've talked about the Percy Jackson books before in a few podcasts so I don't think I'll I'll just be like talking about brief brief thoughts and feelings on the harry potter books and then i might go into more depth in the percy jackson books since i actually haven't talked about them like individually so um yeah okay wish me luck okay i just finished sorcerer's stone or philosopher's stone if you're english okay so i went back and listened to my um Review of this last year, and wow, I really didn't like it. I said it was boring, which, and I mean, and my complaints against the book were valid, and I still see where I was coming from, but they just didn't bother me as much this time. Um, I gave it a four on Goodreads, and I still stick by that. I still think it's a four, but I think I just had a much better time. Maybe watching the movie right before it affected my experience. I don't know. Um, but yeah so i am going to be rating these books um on five different categories um the first one's going to be oh and also these ratings might change as i go on through the series and like it'll be compared okay first category is pace second characters fourth mystery which i mean what third third mystery which is like most of these books are kind of like a mystery book you know um where like there's a big mystery and you know what i'm saying i'm just gonna be rating on if it was done well if it was like foreshadowed but not obvious or if it didn't just come out of nowhere you know was i surprised was it satisfying okay fourth category cry which i'm just saying like which means did i cry during it um a fifth one is what i'm gonna call jk rowling foolery which is kind of an umbrella term for like something that she does which is just so stupid. Like if she uses a metaphor for I don't know oppression that is just not good or if like you know just stupid stuff that she would do. You know? Okay. So, first category pace, I'm giving it a 4. I didn't find it bullring. Why am I speaking in an English accent? I didn't find it bullring. Um, I thought in some parts she could have picked it up a bit, but I never was truly bold. Okay, okay, we're stopping this. Characters, I gave it a four, maybe a 3.5. I, of course, love all the characters. I don't think there's a single one that I hate. That's not true. I don't like Snape and Dumbledore, but I don't, like, hate it when they come up in the book. Like, when Harry interacts with Snape, or dumbledore i'm never like ah fuck you i'm always just like uh you know so anyway that's not important for this book for this book um i thought i enjoyed the characters i just thought that some of them were just not very you know fleshed out you know some of them are kind of caric- caricatures of you know, like Hermione, the smart one, like every single thing that she does and says has to show that she's the smart one, you know, which is fine for, you know, a middle grade book. And I think it gets better as the series goes on. Okay. And then the cry category. I did not cry. I did get emotional slightly a couple of times. Um, I can't remember the first, but the second time was when Hagrid gave Harry the photo album of his parents. I thought that was just really sweet. Okay. And then the fifth category. J.K. Rowling. Foolery. Which is which I'm just going to call from now on J.K.F. Um, I gave this a three. It could be worse. Like I think it does get worse. But it wasn't completely terrible. So I said that... The Gryffindor win at the very end, where Dumbledore just gives the students, like, 150 points. Like, 50 points to Hermione, 50 points to um, Ron, and then 60 points to Harry, and then 10 points to Neville. I thought that was insane how he did it. How, like, the Great Hall was already in Slytherin colors, and the Slytherins already thought they had won. And he Dumbledore made them think that they had won, and then he just... Gives them an Uno Reverse, so it's like, ha, suck it. You know, they're, like the Gryffindor bias is very strong in, in these books, and I think this is when it almost is like the worst in the very first book. And then I said at the end, when Dumbledore, um, when they're talking about how Dumbledore just kind of let Harry wander through the halls, like he knew that Harry. Um, was wandering the halls and trying to find out the mystery and he gave him the invisible cloak on purpose so that Harry would you know find out the mystery and go down into the dungeon face a um the fluffy what is that called Cerberus you know the dog with the three heads and then face the plants that try to suffocate like he's an 11 year old and they he and jk rowling tried to explain it and said that dumbledore thought he had a right to face voldemort like i mean sure he does his parents were killed by him but he's 11 years old you know it's only something that like a middle grade book would try to explain to you and like when you're in middle school you're like yeah he did have a right yeah i could do that too but i mean what are you thinking you know it's just stuff like that anyway um so on to the next book chamber of secrets bye hello it is july 17th and i have finished chamber of secrets so it took me like a week to finish this because i was doing other stuff and also i think it might have been a bit more boring so my rating is 3.5 um i listened to my podcast when um from a year ago when i first read these books and i actually said that i liked chamber of secrets more than um philosopher's stone which is kind of crazy because this time i do not i think i liked it like marginally less like it was a bit more boring than philosopher's stone i think um but not like too badly like i think i gave philosopher's stone a four and i'm giving this one a 3.5 so like it's not terrible it did take me a little weeks to finish Um, but I think that J.K. Rowling, um, focused more on, like, their goal. So their goal was to, like, figure out the, um, like, why all the Muggleborns were being petrified and to find the Chamber of Secrets. I think that that goal was, like, more centered in the characters, like, Ron, Hermione, and Harry. It was, like, they focused more on it rather than in the last book where they were like what's the philosopher's stone like that was their only goal and like they kind of thought about it every now and then but like and that also had to do with them being like first years 11 years old just getting to hogwarts and jk rowling still like finding her footing in the series and doing all the world building which is understandable but yeah um so let's go to the ratings okay i'm giving this for pace i'm giving it a two um, again, cause I think it was a bit, actually, let's give it a three. Yeah, last one was a four. This one's a three. Um, characters, I'm giving a four. It was about the same as the last one. Um, the cry factor, I'm giving it a 1.5. Cause, um, I think I, like, like there was only like one part that I was like, oh, that's cute. But I wasn't like, I'm gonna cry, you know? Um, the mystery factor, I'm giving a three. Um, I think she set it up well with, like, Ginny, um, Ginny's whole plot where she's actually the one, like, um, riding on the walls, killing the roosters. That was good. Dobby, you know, setting up in the beginning, um, Moaning Myrtle. That was good. It was just, like, there was a lot of, like, plot conveniences, which leads into the JK Rowling fooling, foolery factor, which I'm raising to a four this time. Because like there was a lot of like plot conveniences and like Harry and Ron like just being lucky. They're luck like, they're really lucky this entire series. Like half of their like the 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 reason they're wedding is half hermione and the other half is luck. And uh yeah, like him knowing to stab the diary with the basilisk fang, um, Dumbledore, like being like whoever um, right before he leaves, he's like whoever needs help in hogwarts only needs to ask and then like that just I, it just and then like fox the phoenix coming in at the last second to save harry and like it just felt uh and also them winning the gryffindor um gryffindor winning the cup again i it's just not fair like why does the gryffindor i get that like Hera and ron you know save the day but like I don't, I just don't like it. I just don't like it how there's an obvious bias towards Gryffindor, you know. Um. So yeah, on to the next one, Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm so excited because it's my favorite book in the series. Hopefully it still stays the same and hopefully I finish it faster. Okay, goodbye. Okay, Um. it is July 20th and I have finished Prisoner of Azkaban. And is it still my favorite? Yes, I think so. I think it was just as good as the last time. Pro maybe even better. Um it's my favorite out of the three that I've read so far. Probably will be at the end. So let's rate it. Um pace. I'm giving it a five. I was never bored, I think. I maybe I was bored and I just forgot. I mean the beginning is always slow but when before it gets to Hogwarts, but it didn't bother me so much. Um, and then characters, I'm giving it a 3.5 which is actually lower than all the like the last two books and that is only because this is when like the fighting starts when Ron gets mad at Hermione or Hermione gets mad at Harry or Harry gets mad at Ron and they start ignoring each other and I think that's so annoying and unrealistic. I don't know about you guys, but I I don't think I've ever done that like when you're in school, like at least not since like elementary school when like you get mad at a friend and then you ignore them for like a week like that's maybe for like an hour you ignore them but like nothing longer than that or it gets awkward you know and then but I mean like the rest of the time it was good um the introduction of Remus Lupin and Sirius Black top-notch some of my favorite characters in the entire series Um, And then the cry factor, I'm giving it a four, because I did cry, okay? Don't judge me, but the Marauders' content is my favorite thing, and when, like, he was talking about, Harry, you look just like your father, when he was like, Harry, do you want to come live with me and get away from the Dursleys? I don't know if you want that, but I I understand if you don't, but then Harry's like, uh, hell yeah, dude, you know how much I hate them? Anyway, yeah, I'm giving it a four. And then the mystery, I'm giving this a five. It was, oh my god, the way that, like, JK Rowling, like, handled Hermione's time turner, Lupin being a werewolf, the rat being... Peter Pettigrew and then like Sirius being an anime guy and then like the Marauders map being introduced and like the whole backstory perfect perfect like she sprinkled it throughout all of it equally and like you could maybe have figured it out but like you were still surprised at the end and like it was just great and it was also so satisfying anyway on to the next one the JK Rowling foolery I'm giving this one a three. It wasn't terrible, but it was still, like, noticeable. Maybe a two. I don't know. Like, with the firebolt, and, like, I, I get it that um Sirius got him the firebolt, but I think it's a bit biased for Harry to always have the best broom, and I think it's also not a very good Quidditch rule. Like, I feel like all all the students all the players should have the same broom so that it's only based on skill you know that you win like for harry hat to have the firebolt and for it to be so fast then you're question whether his hit like gryffindor winning is based on harry's talent or just because nepotism and that people feel bad for him and give him you know great brooms you know and then uh, the time travel, it's always tricky introducing time travel. She handled it good here, um, better than a lot of time travel plots. But once you introduce time travel to, like, a series, then everything can be fixed with it, you know? Um, and then Dumbledore. Again, with Dumbledore giving um, Harry, Hermione, and Ron so much, like, lee- leeway and trust and having him and, like, Having Hermione and Harry go back in time and save Dumble, I mean, Buckbeak and Sirius when there was a werewolf loose and Dementors, that was a lot of trust to give to 13 year olds. So, again, yes, but great book. On to my two least favorite books and also the longest in the series Order of the Phoenix and Goblet of Fire. I'm so excited. Hello, it is July 23rd, and I have finished Goblet of Fire. Um, I think I'm giving it a 3.5, but more closer to 3. I didn't love it. I listened back to my um, podcast that I did about a year ago. I'm going to say that for every single book. I'm going to re-listen to my podcast. I didn't listen to all of it, though, because I kind of got bored. Um, But I found that I didn't like this book when I read it a year ago, and... I don't- I can't say that I loved it this time, but I tolerated it more. Um, so yeah. Um, so let's get on with the ratings. So for Pace, I'm giving it a 2. It is over 700 pages long, and the first task doesn't come along to, like, page 300. And that's almost halfway through the book. And there's just a lot of filler and fluff, and I- I didn't want it. Um, and then, including Spew, S-P-E-W, Hermione's, like, elf rights cause that's not in the movies, um, which I'm glad they cut out, it just takes up a lot of time, and I do think the cause is just and valid, but the way that the book treats it makes it seem stupid, and I'll get on with this later in the J.K. Rowling foolery section, but I just don't- if J.K. Rowling treated it as valid, and not that Hermione's just being stupid, then- I would have had more fun reading it, but I didn't. Um, Because she didn't treat it like that. Okay, and then exposition. exposition. I remember talking about this last year, but I'll talk about it again. I don't like it at the end of almost all the books where the villain, usually Voldemort, explains his plan, explains how he, you know, did it. Because I think it's very lazy and it's very boring to read. In this one, he goes on for like, at least two pages on how he, you know, tricked, um, Bertha Jorkins and how he got Wormtail to help him and how he got Barty Crouch and to become moody. It was, it was boring. And, um, Then it happened again with Barty Crouch explaining to Harry how he um, took Polyjuice Potion to become moody so he could turn the portkey into, I mean, turn the wizard cup into a portkey or whatever. It was boring. It was so boring. Um, Yeah, and I don't enjoy it. Okay, and then on to the character. I'm giving it a three. I thought the characters were annoying. Uh, To be honest, Hermione, Harry, and Ron are not the most fun characters to read about because they get in fights and i said this last time but i just don't like it when they decide to ignore each other for like a week it's just not fun to read about because you're just like just talk to each other just communicate and be like hey this is why i don't like what you're doing and but they don't i mean like i can't talk but i've never ignored somebody for this long especially if especially if i see them every day at school like they keep ignoring each other during classes that's such a weird thing to do and so petty okay anyway and oh also I don't like Dumbledore I don't like Dumbledore um really in general but I especially don't like Dumbledore from this point on um yeah because I think he is he doesn't practice what he preaches like he was talking in this one about how truth is valued and how communication is key and then in the next book I re- he he keeps keeping secrets from Harry, and in the next book, he I remember he like totally ghosts him, which uh, which makes Harry do stupid things. Anyway, that's on for the next book. I'll talk about when I talk about it when I read it. Anyway, for the cry factor, I'm giving it a four because I did cry. Um, the first time was there were a few times when I got emotional, but the first time like tears were falling down was I think when Harry did that spell against Voldemort and then their wands did something funny and then like his parents came out of the wand and then and he saw his parents and they were like Harry what's up um you gotta run and he was like cool that okay and then I also cried um when Harry cried when Mrs. Weasley was hugging him right as he was about to fall asleep and he was like it was Cedric I was I told him to grab it at the same time I did it was all my fault yeah, and then the third time was at their last feast in the Great Hall when Dumbledore was like, Cedric was a good boy. He was nice and kind. I'm sure all of you knew him. Um, yeah, and then uh, for the mystery factor, I'm only giving it a three because it was boring and so convoluted. You, you had no hope in guessing the mystery. I mean, she did plant like little seeds and clues, and I knew the mystery area. Uh, the answer already going into it, and I did see that she had like, she did plant things, but you had no hope in like figuring out. And to be honest, you really didn't want to. At least I didn't want to. I had no need. I wasn't like, oh, what's the mystery? And I was just like, I was going along with it because I had to. And then, um, yeah. Oh, the J.K. Rowling foolery. I'm giving. I'm giving it a five. Um, because of the other things I talked about, Dumbledore being annoying, SPW not being treated, you know. Rightly fairly, I don't like this trope in like media where like social justice warriors or you know whatever you know you know what I'm talking about are not treated like fairly or like they're what they're fighting for isn't treated fairly, even though what they're fighting for is just, but the characters and the media itself treats it as frivolous or stupid or unnecessary, and like it's just stupid, like why are you doing that? And you know, and I also don't like how Drakey Rowling treats girls in this series. Like Lavender and pavardi are treated as like giggling, senseless, shallow girls, and I think that's annoying. Um, so yeah. On to order of the Phoenix. Oh, also, I'm gonna talk about another trope that I don't like. Um, it's of uh, like government officials not listening. Or, you know, okay. So you know in Wandavision, the guy who's like who's trying to create recreate vision and who ignores wanda and is like no you can't have vision you're a criminal you're insane you know that guy um well i don't like that trope and cornelius fudge in harry potter is like that and he reminds me of donald trump um but that's not really relevant. I just don't like it when, like, people, like, when government officials ignore the facts, ignore what people are telling him straight out, and then he's just like, "No, I'm not gonna listen. I'm gonna do what I want," and it makes everything worse. If only we could just communicate, you know, um, then everything would be fine. And also, umbrage is like that. So I'm just really in for a ride for the next book because it's the longest Harry Potter book, and I think it's my least favorite. And so yeah, I'm so excited. Okay, bye. I forgot to mention, and this goes in with J.K. Rowling Foolery. I don't like it how she treats, um, house elves, and also a little bit of goblins as well. Um, I'm sure you've heard of it, how goblins are supposed to represent Jewish people, and the house elves are supposed to be, like, slavery. And I don't like it how she says that, um, goblins are conniving and greedy, and I don't like it how she says that the house elves enjoy being enslaved. So, yeah. Okay. It is July 27th, um, it's almost midnight, and I have finished Order of the Phoenix. Okay, um, I'm giving it a three. Didn't love it. I really didn't love it. Um, okay, so, um, Pace. I'm giving it a one. It was fucking over 800 pages. I was so bored. I I had to force myself to read a lot. I, it, I just didn't like it, um... And I was bored. Uh, not much else to say. Uh, it just didn't feel like very... Um, it didn't have a very tight plot. By that I mean like it, it wasn't neat. It was very convoluted. But I'll get more into that later. Okay. The characters. I'm giving it a 2. Oh my god. I hated all the characters. Harry was annoying. I know that was because he was sad about Cedric. Sad about him being like hated by everyone and then he was also having to deal with like his scar hurting but like I don't care he was such a prat and (laughs) Hermione kept saying like stop taking your anger out on us we're not doing anything and she was so right and he didn't listen all he was he was mean and Ron is also mean I don't feel like people say that enough like Ron is just mean like you know the they say like the trio trope you know the brains brawn and like the heart and they call harry the brawn hermione the brains and ron the heart no ron is just mean i feel like hermione is all three she's brains brawn and heart because she's really nice and she's thoughtful and caring and ron is not um anyway um oh umbridge i hated her but that was like you were supposed to hate umbridge so i'm not that's fine she did her job. I did hate her. Um, and also, uh, Dumbledore was annoying in this, and you're supposed to not like Dumbledore in this, and I didn't. Also, Sirius was annoying in this, and it's all J.K. Rowling's fault because you're supposed to like Sirius in this book. I mean, you should like Sirius in this book because he dies in this book. And it would make it more meaningful if he wasn't so like reckless and annoying and i know he's supposed to be reckless and annoying because he's trapped in his like childhood home which he hates but he at one point says like he says he gets mad at harry for not doing something and he's like james would have done it and like what are you 12 why would you say that his father is dead um anyway so yeah did not like the characters um the cry factor i'm gonna it's a five it's a five i did i i I cried when sirius died and i cried afterwards so yeah um mystery i'm giving it a two because it was barely a mystery i think the whole mystery was like what's at the end of like the corridor corridor that he keeps dreaming about i didn't care and i I already knew it because I've already read the book, but I feel like if I hadn't read the book and if I hadn't seen the movies, I also wouldn't care. I'd just be like I it's a corridor. So what? Um uh, the JK Rowling foolery. Okay. Um I'm giving it a 3.5 closer to 4. It it was just the th- thing is it was just so convoluted and messy like okay let's just get into the regular stuff Gryffindor winning the Quidditch cup with Ron being such a terrible keeper even though he's not really terrible and then with Ginny being a seeker even though she wants to be a chaser and with them having two lousy beaters I just don't it, it was and it was stupid and I didn't care um and then the sexism I already talked about this in the last one I think but just the with with One, how J.K. Rowling treats Hermione and how Harry treats Hermione. One, I hate that we have to be in Harry's perspective because Harry is a dumbass and he's a 15-year-old boy and Hermione keeps being like this is what happened with Cho and then this is what you did wrong and she's right and then Harry's like no you're just overthinking it you're crazy Hermione I can't believe you would think that like why are girls so like full of feelings like it's weird and like Harry keeps shaming Cho for crying all the time when her boyfriend was literally murdered by Voldemort like less than a year ago and I just like and also Anytime like something crazy happens or like, let, here's an example, they some people stunned Professor McGonagall like four she get she gets hit with four stunning spells at once, and Harry says he hears shrieks behind him from, um, Lavender and Hermione. It's always whenever he hears shrieks or screams, no matter what it is, it's always from a girl, and without fail it happens like even at the smallest things he there's always shrieking from girls i'm like there. i just don't like it it feels sexist and i don't like it um and let me let me talk about all the plot points that um fills this 800 page book that she could have halved i swear to god she could have halved some of these like scratched them out um Occlumency. The dreams that Harry was having. Umbridge. The Ministry of Magic not trusting Voldemort um, or Harry. The Dementors being controlled by Voldemort or whatever. The Death Eaters breaking out of Azkaban. Trelawney being fired and then um, the Centaurs replacing him. Also, there's a plot point with Centaurs not trusting Hagrid or humans in general. Then the Owls that they have to take. George and Fred trying to... Start like a joke shop, the Quidditch, which and like including like Harry being kicked off the Quidditch team, being banned from Quidditch, not being able to fly, and also with Ron being a shit keeper. And then the whole plot point was serious, serious being annoying, serious being trapped in um Grimald Place, serious dying. And then Creature, you know, with Creature being the reason Sirius dies, Creature being treated badly. And then Hermione, still on with the spew stuff, Hermione getting mad at how Creature is being treated. And then um, the DA, you know, Dumbledore's army that Harry, Hermione, and Ron and other people um, start. And then uh, last but not least, I already mentioned this, but Cho, Harry's whole romance with Cho which was done so badly and it was absolutely forgotten at the end he he JK Rowling even says like Harry doesn't care about it like he was caring so much about it and like a whole chapter or two was dedicated to Cho but then at the end he's like I'm past it like what then please you could have taken it out of the book like I didn't care about it Cho was a shit, ca- shit character and her name is fucking Racist. It's just two Chinese last names shoved together. And like, as someone who takes like this, like, much thought into names, like naming Remus Lupin, Remus Lupin, like two different Latin names referencing wolves, and like Dumbledore, and like with a name like Hermione, which is already named, but like, I and like Snape sounding like a snake. No. For the Asian character, for one of the few POC characters, no, just Cho Chang, that's all, moving on. But I just, I hate her, I hate her. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, three stars out of five, didn't love it, but I am happy I finished it because um, Half Blood Prince and The Deathly Hallows, I actually like those two, so I'm excited, I feel like I'm on the home stretch. so yeah, bye! I completely forgot to mention about Hagrid's plot as well, which was also unnecessary, I felt, with, like, um, Grubb, was that his name? I think, you know, the big giant that he brought back, and also Hagrid's whole plot with, like, him going with Madame Maxine to go try to fetch the giants and bring them to Dumbledore's side, and, like and also dumbledore's speech at the end which was shit where he was like harry i'm sorry i did this to you i have no excuses it was all my fault because i cared about you i hated it like fuck you dumbledore hello it is the morning of july 29th and i finished the half-blood prince late last night okay um i'm giving it a four I did not listen to my podcast from last year, but I did see on my Goodreads, I gave it a five, which I don't like, I don't think, I want not give it a five this time, but I'm giving it a four, which I think is pretty good. Um, so for Pace, I'm giving it a four. Um, it was good. Like, I was never, like, falling asleep, bored. Um, some parts I felt went on a bit long and could have been cut out, but not too many. And then for character, I'm giving it a three. Um, I it's mm, They're fighting again. And I'll stop complaining about them fighting when they stop doing it. Which I don't think it happens because I, I remember them fighting in the next book. So, at least this time it's not Harry being so temperamental. It's more Ron and Hermione, you know. Ron getting with Lavender then hermione getting jealous then hermione getting with McClagan to make ron jealous then it's it's just uh, it's so annoying and then harry's kind of put in the middle except harry always has like a bias towards ron for some weird reason like he, he says so many times that like ron's my mate ron's my best friend and it's just because ron puts up more of a fit like he ron has way more temperament like issues than hermione does hermione usually like gets over things pretty quickly but ron always like ices them out or ghosts them whenever they do something like really minor so i feel like harry always has to like be more careful around ron and that causes ron who is much more stupid than hermione for harry to always side with ron it's just annoying and i also think it's a bit sexist too because some of the reasons why it's some of the things Ron does and some of the things Harry does, it's it's stupid. And then, okay, the cry factor, I'm giving it a 2. Um, I never cried, but when Harry and Ginny got together and some of the things that Harry said about Ginny, they were just so cute. I was like, oh my god. Um, then for the mystery factor, I'm giving it a 3. Um, I never... I don't even know if you could have figured out the mystery, and I don't know if I was ever curious about it, but I thought it was done well. Like, the stuff with the Horcrux and the Vanishing Cabinet and with Snape actually being- Like, they believe Snape is bad at the end, and I actually do think Snape is bad, because I don't like Snape. But, yeah, they believe Snape is evil, and actually on Voldemort's side by the end of the book. Like, finally! Finally you believe Harry! I mean, Harry's wrong, but, um, I don't like Snape. Um, uh, oh- for the cry factor, I didn't cry when Dumbledore died because I don't like Dumbledore. I don't like him. Like I like him in like the small moments where he like says something funny or he's like very calm and very wise, but I don't like his like grand plan that's revealed in the next book. Like with him being like a like a groomer. Like he groomed Harry. But I'll get on to that in the next book. Okay. Um For the J.K. Rowling Foolery, I'm giving it a three. Like, it wasn't as bad as the last two, I thought. But it was still noticeable. Like, with him, with them, the Gryffindor winning the Quidditch Cup again and the House Cup. Like, by 300 points. 300 points. That's so much. Like, they had to win by 300 points in the last Quidditch game. Also, here's another nitpick. It's not too big, and I don't think I'd ever, like anticipate me saying this but there's not enough quidditch in this book like Harry barely plays and I think in the first game they play he plays but then in the second game he gets knocked out halfway through and I don't know however he doesn't even play the fourth game because he's in detention and I mean as he's the fucking quidditch captain for Gryffindor I feel like there should be much more quidditch in this book because it's actually interesting to read I enjoy the quidditch games so I just and then at the end where they won by 300 fucking points because Ginny who isn't even like playing seeker she plays seeker and then they have to get another chaser to get to play and it's it's i know she's a good player i know she goes on to be professional but it just seems very biased and then also with the sexism it didn't get better from the last book i think it even got worse um how lavender's treated like you're supposed to hate lavender but why are you supposed to hate lavender like jk rowling did her job like i do don't i don't like lavender but like why she's just uses like this stereotypical girl like who's too clingy who like gets mad for no reason like she's like why didn't you guys tell me that ron was in the hospital wing i'm his girlfriend like why like, why are you talking to her, Hermione? She's not even pretty. Like, why did you have to make that character like that? Like, that's not a real person. You know that, right? That's a caricature. That's sexist. And and I also don't like how they treat Hermione. Like, again, I talked about this, but Hermione's almost always right. Like, in this book, it was with the Half-Leged Princes, like potions book like she was like harry that's a dangerous book i wouldn't trust it and even jenny is like don't trust weird books and harry's like no i don't believe you hermione you're just worrying too much like girls do and but then it ends up being snapes and then in the end a step snape ends up killing doubledore which i know was the whole plan but still you know um so yeah and then, um, also at the end, when Harry breaks up with Jenny, like, and for that stupid trope, I hate this trope, where, like, the protagonist of whatever is, like, I gotta break up with you because what if my enemy finds you and then kills you or hurts you in some way because you're close to me just to hurt me, like, what if? And, like, that's so stupid! I just don't like that trope. And then Ginny just takes it lying down. She's like, okay, I accept it. I understand, Harry. And, like, what do you? what is there to understand? Like, this is a 16-year-old boy making this stupid decision to break up with you. Don't just take it lying down. And like, she puts up a bit of a fight. She's like, why do you have to do this? You don't have to. But then she just accepts it. And then Harry even makes this comment of, like, Ginny Jenny didn't even say, like, okay, be, be careful, Jenny even didn't say, okay, but I'll worry about you, Ginny just accepted it, Ginny just knew, like, Jenny just stayed silent while I made this stupid decision, and, like, that's such a pick-me-girl thing to do, and I don't think Ginny is a pick-me-girl, per se, but I think JK Rowling is a pick-me-girl, and I think she, like, forces her insecurities onto the characters and I think Ginny's supposed to be like she's not like other girls Ginny like Ginny isn't too nagging on Harry like Hermione Ginny isn't too clingy like Lavender is and Ginny doesn't cry too much like Cho did Ginny's perfect Ginny's athletic Ginny knows how to speak her mind but only in the right occasions only when it's appropriate and Ginny is popular but she's not preppy like I just don't like it and and I also don't like how they only got together in like Harry and Ginny only got got together in May, like the school year ends in June, and they only have two months to get to be together. Because I think they're so cute, they could have had much more time together. And I get why like he couldn't have been in love with Ginny by in the beginning of the book, and they couldn't have started dating by the in the beginning because Harry just got over Cho in the last book but and I know it takes a lot of like time for Harry to like work up his confidence but I just feel like I don't know maybe give him another month or two felt like that would have made a big difference so um yeah my voice hurts and um on to the next book bye okay um it is the last day of July the 31st and I finished the Harry Potter series okay let's talk about the last book and then on the kind of go into like the series as a whole okay the last book i'm giving it a four again i don't remember what i gave it last time i think it was still a four and i didn't listen back to my podcast because i didn't want to okay um so let's get into the categories pace it was a three um I got kind of bored while they were on the run, and then they started talking about Hallows halfway through instead of Horcruxes, which I know was kind of the point, but I was like, I I felt like Hermione. Like, I felt like we were getting off topic, and I was already starting to get kind of bored. So, um, and also Ron leaving halfway through, like, what was the point? Um, it was in character, but I don't like his character, so, um, yeah, But it wasn't, it wasn't, like, too, too bad. It was pretty long. I think over 700 pages. But, you know, at least it was eight 800. Okay. Characters, I'm giving it a 4. Like, I did get kind of tired of Harry, Ron, and Hermione while they were on the run. And you're supposed to, I guess, because Harry also mentions that he got, he gets tired of only seeing them for, like, months on end so yeah but like um they were like they did fight a lot but like they still had to be around each other so they didn't get to do that whole ignoring thing for like weeks on end except when ron did it but i already talked about that okay um and then the cry factor um i'm giving it a 4.5 because i never cried to like the extent of how i cried in the fifth book but i did cry more often you know and i'm not saying like sobbing i'm more like just tears So, I think I cried, um, when Hedwig died, (laughs) and then I think I cried at Bill and Fleur's wedding, which was so weird, because I haven't ever cried at a wedding before, and I've been to quite a few, and also, now that I think about it, I've never cried at a funeral before, like, either of my grandfather's funerals, yet in this book, I cried at least five times, so I don't know what that says about me, but okay. And then I cried, I think, then I didn't cry for a while. Oh, and then I cried at Christmas when they went and saw his parents' grave. And then I cried when Remus and Tonks died. And then I cried in the forest when he saw, like, Sirius, Remus, and his parents again with the resurrection stone. And then I think I might have cried at the very end, you know? And, like, the 19 years later? No, I don't think I did. No. But I feel like there were a few other times where I might have teared up. I'm sure there were. Okay. Um, And then the J.K. Rowling foolery. I'm giving this one a five. Like, oh my god. Like, this was insane. Like, Dumbledore's plan all along to have Harry be, like... Be killed by Voldemort and I'll get into that in a second let's talk about like the wand magic where like the wand of the wizard I get that but then with the whole disarming thing and like the like do you have to disarm them with a spell because I remember Harry sh- didn't disarm Draco with a spell he just shoved it out of Draco's hands like what what and then like the whole thing where Draco disarmed Dumbledore in the last book and then Harry disarmed Draco, so that means that the Elder Wand that Draco disarmed actually belongs to Harry, even though Harry didn't disarm Draco with from the Elder Wand, Harry disarmed Draco from his regular wands. That means, I, I, it just was like, what? And then it re- was revealed at the end, in the last, like, 20 pages, and you're like, what? Sure, I guess. And like, and also, Harry doesn't mention that at all before even in like when Dumbledore and Harry were talking in King's Cross they Harry doesn't even get an inkling of it also here's another complaint this happens a lot and this is one of those times there's J.K. Rowling likes to say like Harry suddenly thought of it and it suddenly came to Harry and he just knew like that happens several times in this book and it's just a lazy plot like crutch to be like he suddenly understood he really got it then like what how he had no clues of that before but yet he just suddenly knows instinctively i know harry's supposed to have good instincts but like it just seems lazy and then um the amount of luck that these three harry ron and hermione receive On their run, when they go into the fucking Ministry of Magic, when Harry's just like, "No, we're doing it tomorrow." I have a good feeling, and then they just do it, and then they get out of there alive. Crazy, and then when they rob Green Gods and they escape through a dragon, what? No, and it just, it, it just, it didn't. Harry has been relying on luck through this entire series, and he really does in this book, and it's kind of annoying and, um, uh, everyone- and dying. I didn't like it. Like, I understand this is a war, and everybody has to die, but I feel like J.K. Rowling sometimes just kills people off because it's the end, the last book, and also because, um, for shock value. To be honest, I don't think Sirius had to die. And that might just because I'm biased and he's my favorite character, but I don't think, like, his death really made an impact on Harry. He never, like- Did things because Sirius died. He never learned from, like, Sirius dying, I feel like. And in this one, Hedwig dies for no reason. Like, Hedwig just gets shot with a killing curse. And it's in the middle of, like, the battle. And then it's overshone by Mad-Eye dying. Like, why did they have to die? Also, Tonks and Remus didn't have to die either, I feel like. And then Harry didn't even, like... Focused on it that much, he was just like it was just part of the rest of the bodies, like Lavender and Creepy and Fred. I kind of understand Fred ha- Fred dying. To be honest, I get it. Like one of the Weasleys had to die. There were too many, but I don't know. I felt like it could have been. No, I guess it had to be Fred because if it had been like Charlie or Bill, that would have been cheap because we didn't know them as much. It it had to be Fred. Um, so I I don't know. I it it was fine um and then Hermione lastly last but not least um again I don't like that Harry never learns to trust Hermione like her like I've said before Hermione's always right but I feel like he never oop hit my amp but he never learns to trust her and in the last book um let me find it I don't I don't I can't find the right, right quote but Dumbledore When Harry asks why Dumbledore didn't talk to him about the Hallows, Dumbledore replies, I was planning, I was hoping that Hermione would be able to slow you up on that. And so, so Dumbledore knew that Hermione was going to be right about the Hallows and that Harry would refuse to believe her. Like, what? And, because she's always proven to be right. Without Hermione, Ron and Harry would, would have been dead in the first book. So, I don't, I don't get it. Um... So, uh, yeah. Um, let me just go back and find some specific quotes. Because I want to complain about Severus and Dumbledore. And why it was insane for Harry to name his son Albus Severus Potter. Because it was just stupid. Okay. Um, so, let me read. Okay, this is when... Harry is looking into Severus's memories. It says So the boy must die, asked Severus, and Dumbledore himself must do it, replied Albus. And then I thought all these years that we were protecting him for Lily. And then Dumbledore says we have protected him because it has been essential to teach him, to raise him, to let him try his strength. so that's the reason why Stumbledore has been letting Harry do these insane things as a child. And so he's basically been grooming him. And then, and, and then Severus is rightfully angry. And he says, now tell me, now you tell me you have been raising him like a pig for slaughter. Yes. Like, and... You may say that Dumbledore always knew that Harry would survive, but it was guesswork. It was complete guesswork. And he admits that. He says, so, and you knew this, you knew all along, asked Harry. I guessed, replied Albus. And he says, and he says, my guesses have usually been good, but he they're first of all guesses second of all he says usually good and third of all this is somebody's life that he's bargaining on and he even says that like this is magic that nobody has seen before like i don't i don't know he says harry what you must understand harry is that you and vulnerable have journeyed together into realms of magic hitherto unknown and untested So how, how could have Elvis have known that Harry was going to survive the killing curse a second time? He couldn't have, because he was insane, and, um, okay, um, my last and final complaint that I've already made before is that, again, I don't like it when, at the end of, Of this book of all the books there is an explanation at the end of what's happening and this one might be the worst the fourth book may be on tier with it but this one's pretty bad because it's at the end and it's in the great hall and everybody's right there it's when Harry reveals himself to still be alive and he's like nobody kill Voldemort it's me that has to do it I and I alone and then they just listen they're just like, all right, no, I won't kill that murderer, that mass murderer Voldemort over there. I, I will listen to the 17 year old boy. And then, and then Harry and Voldemort have a discussion in the middle of it. Like this is at the very climax of the entire series. It is page 100, no, 738. And the book ends on 759. So just like, 20 or 30 more pages left to go and then they have a full length discussion in this middle of battle at the very end about fucking morals and then Harry lectures Voldemort on what he did wrong and how Severus was on Voldemort on on, on Dumbledore's side the entire time like this is not the time and place like why do we have to be just kill each other already i sw- they re- literally go on for two pages on um, they talk about love first of all Harry's like, no, I have powers that you don't know. I can love. And then Voldemort's like, sure, Harry, whatever. And, like, it's just, it's stupid. It just seems stupid. It seems like, yeah, true love, ki- true love's kiss saved the day. And I didn't like it. So, um, that's my last complaint. I know that I complained a lot, but, um, I did like this book. I gave it a four out of five stars. So, I just, I don't want to give J.K. Rowling any flack i mean not any flack i don't want to give her any leeway i want to say all of the mistakes that she said so that she did so um yeah um also i missed hogwarts in this book like they only go to hogwarts at the end when it's being destroyed and i did miss it i understand why they had to leave but i don't i i missed it and um i miss and they also never got to like graduate they never got to have their seventh year which seems sad um yeah I just wish I was a wizard. I, it, it's, it's a real shame that wizardry is not real. Cause I think I'd be a really good one. I, that's another thing in these, ser- this series. I don't know why Harry never like excelled in school like Hermione did. Like he grew up in the muggle world. I feel like he would have like, I feel like all Muggleborns really would have like taken the chance to learn as much as they could. Like Harry never like, s- didn't many spells to be honest like Hermione casted way more spells than he did and she tried to learn all the different kinds of spells like if you knew that there were spells out there that could like tie your shoes for you that could do the dishes for you wouldn't you want to like learn them i but harry never like took the initiative he never felt ambitious which was kind of annoying like because we're in harry's shoes and we want to learn more about the world but harry never really wants to know much about the world it just kind of kind of comes to him so anyway that's more of a general complaint let's rank all the books okay I don't know if it's changed since my last reading it probably has a bit but not too much. Like my favorite still Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay, so number 1 Prisoner of Azkaban, number 2 the first one, Philosopher's Stone. Number 3, I think it's a tie between the 6th and 7th book, Half-blood Prince and this one The Deathly Hallows. The second one is Chamber of Secrets. No, yes, the second one next is Chamber of Secrets, then second to last is the 4th book, Goblet of Fire, and then the very last is the 5th book, Order of the Phoenix. So, um yeah this has been fun. Um, I thought it would make me feel better about growing up and turning, well, I turned 17 like several months ago, but you know, you know, just going off to college. (sighs) It didn't make me feel any better. If anything, it made me feel worse.